It is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Timeless Truths. We are going to begin a three-part series on the birth of Jesus. So today's episode is called, Why Was Jesus Born in Bethlehem? It is so important that we prepare for Christmas. Some churches even celebrate the four Sundays before as Advent leading up to Christmas. But it is very important that we reflect in our hearts about the true meaning of Christmas, the birth of Jesus. These podcasts will explain some very important information to enhance our understanding of Christmas. This past early September, I had the honor of touring the Holy Land. One of the places that we went to was Bethlehem. Some of what I will say is from firsthand observations on walking in Bethlehem. I cannot tell you how much it means to me that we were able to walk where Jesus walked and tour the lands of the Bible. Being in Bethlehem gave me an enhanced connection to Christmas this year. And I am just so honored that we were able to get there. Some of the information that I'm going to talk to with you is summarized from my Christmas book called The Tower of the Flock. And it started as a Bible study for me. Several years ago at Christmas service, I asked the Lord, why was Jesus born in a manger? He clearly answered me because he had to begin his life as a lamb. To hear the Lord respond back to me so quickly was so amazing. And it just took me by surprise. I really felt that his answer was a profound one and one I had never heard of before, never thought of anything like that, but it began a Bible study for me. It makes sense because Jesus is the Passover lamb. All of the Passover lambs from the time of Moses prophetically pointed to Jesus. It made perfect sense to me that Jesus had to be born as the lamb of God. But this was new information to me, and it may be to you as well. God led me on a Bible study journey And eventually, I turned it into a book. Actually, two books. The first book became The Lamb Eternal, a study of Jesus as the Lamb of God. I needed that as a foundation to study further why Jesus was born as a lamb. But most of the information from here is really from my book called The Tower of the Flock. That is my Christmas book, and you will learn what that means as we go through this. If you want to learn a little bit more about what I am talking about in these podcasts, you can find my book either through Amazon or on links through my website, which is drchris.co. All the scriptures are New King James Version, unless I note them otherwise. But again, that book is called the Tower of the Flock. And you will see why the Tower of the Flock is really important to the Christmas season. But what I'm going to do 
is really focus on Bethlehem this week and answer the question, why was Jesus born in Bethlehem? Jesus's birth in Bethlehem was prophesied in scriptures. Jesus was of the lineage of David, and Bethlehem was David's city. The book of Micah, which was written 500 years before the birth of Jesus, prophesies the birthplace of Jesus. And again, this is out of the New King James Version. And let me read to you Micah 5.2. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler of Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Let me read that again to you because it's not a scripture that maybe is familiar to you. Micah 5.2 But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. What this verse is saying is that Bethlehem was a small village from the tribe of Judah. Ephrathah was a settlement within Bethlehem. Just as cities might have other names for areas within the city, that's how it was in Bethlehem as well. And it says, out of you shall come forth to me. And that M in me is capitalized. So this is the Lord speaking. This is out of you shall come forth to me, the Father God. It says his origins are from old, from everlasting, as some translations state. And what this is saying is that this is the Lord Jesus Christ, the promised one, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the eternal God. He's everlasting. This scripture was fulfilled as told in the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 2. 11. This is the New Living Translation. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. So that fulfilled the scripture of Micah 5.2. So how did Bethlehem come to be David's city? Well, Bethlehem was in the lineage of David and his family long before David's time. The very first time we see Bethlehem in scriptures is with Isaac's son, Jacob, and his wife, Rachel. Rachel became the mother of Joseph. He was the one who was sold into slavery in Egypt and became the second in command there, and his brother, Benjamin. So while Jacob and Rachel were traveling, they neared Bethlehem, and Rachel went into childbirth, a difficult childbirth, and she died there while giving birth to Benjamin. This is the first mention of Bethlehem in scripture. Please also note in the verses that I'm going to read, it mentions something called the Tower of Eder. It has great significance, and we'll study this in just a little bit. And Rachel's tomb, where she was buried, it still exists today, and it's visited as a holy place, and it's just outside of Bethlehem. But let me read for you Genesis 35, 19 to 21. Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set up a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel, or Jacob, journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the Tower of Eder. 
So when this was written in the days of Moses, when he wrote the first five books of the Bible, he's saying that Rachel's grave existed to that day. It is not referring to it today, although it really does still exist to today. Now, there were other predecessors in David's lineage connected to Bethlehem, and they included Ruth and her descendants. She married Boaz, and the descendants of theirs became in the lineage of David. Ruth's mother-in-law was Naomi, and Ruth followed her from the land of Moab, where they were living, to Bethlehem when both of their husbands died. Ruth later married Boaz from Bethlehem. They had a son they named Obed. Obed became the father of Jesse, who became the father of David. This makes Ruth the great-grandmother of King David, the line from which the Messiah would be born. The land that was owned by Boaz passed down to his family, and probably that's where David watched his father's sheep. Truly amazing, because that was the family land. And so that is where David watched his father's sheep. During the time of Jesse, Saul was king over Israel. He disobeyed God and he was rejected as king. God sent the prophet Samuel to Jesse in Bethlehem saying, I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. And that is 1 Samuel 16.1. The chosen son was David, and he was appointed by Samuel on his family land in Bethlehem. Jesus, being a descendant of Jesse, is important. It was prophesied that the Messiah would come from the line of Jesse. And here are two sets of verses that are out of the book of Isaiah. The first is Isaiah 11, verses 1 and 2. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And Isaiah eleven ten, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him. And the him is with a capital H. David later became king, and it was from his lineage that Jesus was born. It's interesting to note that both Mary and Joseph were descendants of David. And this verse is out of John chapter 7, verses 40 to 42, and this is the amplified version. Does not the scripture tell us that the Christ will come from the offspring of David and from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? I want to turn our attention Now to the topic of what is the tower of the flock. I'm going to go back and read Genesis 35, 19 to 21, which I read just a little bit ago. And it says, Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set up a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel, or Jacob, journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. But I want to look at a couple of other translations. This is of the Dewey Rames 1899 American edition version of the Bible. And it says, So Rachel died and was buried in the highway that leadeth to Ephrata, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob erected a pillar over her sepulcher, 
This is the pillar of Rachel's monument to this day. Departing thence, he pitched his tent beyond the flock tower. And then another translation. This is out of the Amplified Version. And it describes the tower as a watchtower. So it gives a little more in-depth understanding of what this tower really was. And it's the Tower of Eder, the watchtower, the Tower of the Flock. And it explains really that it's a lookout point used by shepherds. So a tower or a watchtower would be just that, but it's actually within the translation of the Amplified. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a pillar, a memorial or monument on her grave. That is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel, or Jacob, journeyed on and pitched his tent the other side of the Tower of Eder, the lookout point used by shepherds, and that is the amplified version. This means that the Tower of Eder was built on a high place overlooking the fields used by the shepherds. That makes sense because a lookout for the shepherds would be on a high point on the area, would give them better visual of the sheep and keeping watch from any predators in order to protect those sheep. But I want to look at another scripture, and this is Micah 4, 8. And it also lists the Tower of the Flock. Uh, or Watchtower, Tower of Eder, and some other translations. So I'm going to read the full scripture, but focusing on the first section. And you, O Tower of the Flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come, even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. And that's the New King James Version. So I want to focus on the first section, which says, And you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion. I want to turn our attention to a theologian from the 1800s. His name is Dr. Alfred Edersheim. And he wrote a book called Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah. And many theologians today talk about his work and they discuss the things that he found And when he talks about Bethlehem, he talks about the Tower of the Flock. And he talks about how there was a top of the tower, which was the watchtower. And that's where the shepherds took turns looking out to protect their flock, to make sure there was no danger that was approaching. And in the lower level, it's where the lambs were birthed. And they were part of this same tower. So it was a way that could be done in other parts of the country as well. But The Tower of Eder was here in Bethlehem, and it was built this way. And he also had a very important other part of Revelation. So in order to look at that, we're going to go to the second part of Micah 4.8. So I'll read the beginning, but then we're going to focus on the second half. And you, O Tower of the Flock, the stronghold of daughter Zion, and here's the second part, to you shall it come, even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. And this is a quote uh, from Alfred Edersheim. He said, and yet Jewish tradition may here prove both illustrative and helpful that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem was a settled conviction. Equally so was the belief that he, that is the Messiah, was to be revealed from Migdal Eder, 
or the tower of the flock. And that is a quote from his book. What he is saying is that the Messiah Jesus was to be revealed from Migdal Eder. This means that Jesus was born at Migdal Eder, the tower of the flock. And several theologians have quoted this. Uh, Messianic Jews have understood this. But I had never heard this in Christian circles before. So when I did this study, this was really new to me. And let me just read this again. Let's focus on the whole Micah 4, 8. And you, the tower of the flock, so it's calling out that specific location, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come. Even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. He's saying the Messiah is coming here. The kingdom will be revealed from here. This means that Jesus was born at the tower of the flock. This is absolutely incredible. Let me repeat this again because it's so profound. The tower of the flock or Migdal Eder is where the former dominion referring to the Lord God shall come or be revealed, bringing his kingdom. And that's what Jesus did at his birth. He came from heavenly as the Lord God to come to earth. He was revealed at the tower of the flock, bringing his kingdom. Now, coupled with Micah 5, 2, which is what we started with, it's the prophecy that the Messiah would be born at Bethlehem. And when you connect it to Micah 4, 8, it says that the watchtower of the flock or Migdal Eder here in Bethlehem is where Jesus would be born and he would be revealed from here. And we'll talk more next week about how he was revealed. I want to refer to something else that I found in my studies. Dr. Charles Dyer hosts a program called The Land and the Book, and it's on Moody Bible Radio. And he explains one of his teachings shepherds more than field hands. And it may be accessed through the Land and the Book website. And he references some studies from Alfred Edersheim that were also mentioned, but then he continues on with something here. And I want to repeat it. So this is from Dr. Charles Dyer. About a thousand years after Rachel's death, the prophet Micah spoke about the still future birth of Israel's Messiah. Everyone knows the prediction that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. That's Micah 5, 2. But if you look at the larger context, Micah also predicted the reappearance of God's kingdom at Migdal Eder, the tower of the flock. I'm going to stop here for this week. This podcast may be shorter than some, but it's so full of scriptural insights. I encourage you to go back and listen to this again. Let God speak to your heart. There's so much rich information in here that I uncovered. And a lot of this is studies that were done back in the 1800s. You know, until next week, I want to continue talking about the birth of Jesus. And some studies that may be new to you, like some of the information that's in here. And I'm going to talk about this for the next two weeks. The Next episode will be next Thursday, and the final episode of this three-part series on the birth of Jesus 
will be released a few days earlier before Christmas, because I want you to have all this information before Christmas so that you can go into Christmas with a deeper and more rich understanding of what it meant for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. Wishing you a Merry Christmas season. May you be blessed in these studies and may they enrich your lives in every way. Until next week, bye-bye for now. This is Christine Van Horn and Timeless Truths. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.